0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fringes of the Faith. This is a podcast where we talk about some of the strange and unusual things that are in the Christian faith and that sometimes are in our Bible, and today is no different. I have a very special guest today. This is Steve Gordon.
1: Hello, Pastor Paul. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited
0: that you're here as well. So today we decided we were going to talk about the topic of prayer, because I know that there's a lot of questions out there when it comes to praying in your prayer language and, and, you know, speaking in tongues and, and praying and in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in
1: faith, praying in faith. All these phrases that we toss around in our Christianese. That's right. And we want to try to make some of that clear today.
0: That's right. So today clarify. we are going to talk about all of those things and, you know, maybe some extra stuff if we get to it. So I'm excited. Um, yes. Let's start with, uh, well, first of all, you are our prayer Captain, coordinator, coordinator. Prayer, prayer coordinator. You're a yeah, director. Capstone church, director of Vembrook, our, Texas. Director of our strategic prayer initiative. Right. Tell us a little bit about what that means.
1: Okay. Well, we are serious about prayer at Capstone Church. We have a great legacy of prayer here. Um going way back, you know, to the roots of this church, and we won't go through the whole history of mm-hmm. all that. But uh suffice it to say that you go back about 35 years, we came out of a church where they had 1,500 people coming for early morning prayer sometimes. I Mm -hmm. mean, my goodness, pioneered pioneered all kinds of things. Books came out of all that, you know, very impacting for the body of Christ worldwide on prayer. So we have a great legacy Mm -hmm. there. Um, And I believe in being strategic. That's Mm -hmm. kind of my favorite thing is to be strategic. And so when Pastor started talking to us about being strategic in prayer, I kind of jumped right on that. And uh, so... We believe in intercessory prayer, praying one for another. That's kind of how we define that. You know, praying for each other, praying for needs. We believe in that. We pray for individuals. We pray for families. People send in prayer requests. Our churches are praying. Church, we pray mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. But we started to, to kind of wrestle with what would it be to, uh, mean to be strategic, which means to me going after higher targets. Right. Okay. Uh, social issues. Mm-hmm. You know, racism, abortion, uh, LGBTQ. Uh, Murder, or you know, whatever you know, school shootings. I, the Lord has something to say about all
0: that. Yes, He does,
1: and He gives us authority. One of the scriptures is so meaningful to me. He says, "I give you power over all the power of the enemy. To tread upon serpents and scorpions, that nothing should by any means harm you." Mm-hmm. That's a big prayer promise, right there. We is. have authority. We're supposed to be treading these things down. And Second uh, Corinthians ten five says. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the dismantling of strongholds. We're su- the, the the enemy, the devil is supposed to be scared of us. <laughs> We're supposed to be doing <laughs> <That's> damage, <right. laughs> and so it's like uh, to be strategic. You want to pick a target. This mm-hmm. is kind of our, this is our definition of it. Pick a target, pray hard, focus on that, and see measurable results. See some change. We mm-hmm. want to see our prayers being answered, right? And so we've organized around that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have we can talk about various prayer ministries here, but we have early morning prayer. Mm-hmm. We have prayer captains. We have prayer meetings. We have nights of prayer. Uh, we're trying to soak this thing in prayer. So that's just a quick look yeah. at that.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the legacy that that you mentioned. And mm-hmm. um, Pastor Bob Wilhite <laughs> was really the pioneer yes. uh, when it comes to praying. He, he's written a couple of books. And one of his books is called Why Pray? And it went out of print, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for several, several years. years. Yeah. And then, you know, the funny thing, and this is just how God works and it's not funny, it's just miraculous and it's but it's all a God thing. So we were talking about this book yes. and I had just mentioned, well, it's it's out of print. But then you said, not no, God. it's not. not so fast, <laughs> not so fast. So yeah. tell so we, us a little bit so about we just what, found what out, uh, we
1: could go Friday. Uh, Our missionary friend, Pastor Jack Abraham, came to early morning prayer Mm -hmm. and announced that uh, one of our presbyters, I believe, John Casto, I think, Mm -hmm. is connected to Mm -hmm. us at this church, who is a a real spiritual son of Dr. Will Hite, or Pastor Bob, as Mm -hmm. we like to call Mm him. Uh, He's gone to all the trouble of bringing the Why Pray book back. And if there's a new version of it and uh, it's out there on Amazon, uh, you can get it on Kindle. And, or paperback. Yeah. And it's just a fresh release of that. And so now, because it's on Kindle, it'll never go out of print. That's it's right. It's unlimited access, right? That's
0: right. And, you know, we're he, very excited uh, about that. Dr. Will Hyde or Pastor Bob, is international, international prayer ministry. Yep. As a matter of fact, um... You know, he he is credited with uh, National Day of Prayer. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, and I know that you've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, we still have that. Yeah, he had a national
1: year. ministry for a while called National Call to Prayer. National they launched Call a to bunch Prayer, that's right. Um, you know, Pastor Roy. Mm. Uh, He always said, well, he was like the rock star of prayer. You know, (laughs) all the other pastors like, it's Dr. Wilhite. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just legendary in his time. He's still alive. Uh, He's pretty retired now. He is retired. Uh, But I think he's going to be 93 next month, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know what? And he's still still doing good. Um, But we want to honor his legacy. I mean, we're really standing on the shoulders of a giant Mm -hmm. in that sense. Yeah. And uh, I actually had a vision in early morning prayer recently uh, where I saw – a field with one plow row in it. Mm-hmm. And it would have been plowed and plowed. And I saw the Lord coming and dropping seeds in there. And I asked the Lord what that meant. And he said, the legacy of prayer and all the prayer that this church has invested in, the ground is plowed. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're, we're, and we've gone to a new phase of mm-hmm. planting seed for a great harvest. And I believe that that started 15 years ago uh, with Pastor Will it, in this church that he started early morning prayer. We're just carrying that on.
0: That's right. And then there, we did have, uh, you guys experienced a success story that actually caught the media's attention a while back and had to do with a cold case.
1: That's amazing. Isn't that awesome? Uh, you have, you done have you done a Fringes of the Faith on that? I have not. You have not? Okay, not so, um, so Jim Walker started mm-hmm. coming to this church, and his uh, sister was tragically killed, I think, 41 years ago, mm-hmm. 42, something like that, in, here in the Benbrook-Fort Worth area. And um, they never did find the murderer, and he was just heartbroken, and tore up their whole family. This beautiful daughter, his mm-hmm. sister, you know, yeah. the daughter of the family, just devastated their whole family. And um, so, uh, the Isinghuds, mm-hmm. Bob and Polly, our great prayer partner friends, and mm-hmm. Brother Bob just recently went on to his eternal reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they reached out to him and ministered to him and encouraged him to forgive that man. Yeah, and that changed Jim's whole life. The whole trajectory of his life changed. Mm-hmm. And so they brought that to early morning prayer. And, boy, we started praying for results. And immediately some detectives picked it up and they brought, it, you know, brought it out of the files. Uh-huh. And some people had never given up. I guess in the police department had never mm-hmm. given up on it. And within a fairly short time, I would say less than two years, mm-hmm. that whole thing got it exposed did. and the man was found. And we are like, wow, Lord, that was very impressive. <laughs> and we, but we saw the direct results of, of intercessory prayer, and, and, and praying for truth to the surface, things to be exposed, There's nothing that's hidden that won't be made known. we prayed some pretty strong prayers, and we're not trying to take credit for all that, obviously. Oh, no, but no, God, God used gets us, all the glory, God used us. But if you don't He's pray looking, for things, right.
0: how can you expect them to
1: right. happen? And so that other book that you have there uh, mm-hmm. by Dr. Wilhite is called, God Does Nothing <laughs> Except in Answer to Prayer, right? So right. that's a whole mm-hmm. uh, other teaching that we're gonna explore Around here pretty soon, yeah, but that's really what you just said. I mean, God needed us in a sense to mm-hmm. pray yeah. he 's looking for some people with some faith mm-hmm. uh, to pray so he can get some things done on the earth, and maybe he'd been waiting that whole time that 's a little bit of a mystery to me how the timing of all that works, but that case no. until Jim forgave and until people prayed, that thing was locked up
0: that 's what broke the chains, yeah, basically, and we talk about breaking chains. That's what broke the chains surrounding the the mystery.
1: Yeah, and that whole family was built up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Matthew sixteen talks about the keys of the kingdom. He's given That's us right. authority to lock some stuff up and some and unlock some and things, unlock and we got to unlock some good. things on it.
0: That's good. So now I think that you know you're getting a pretty good idea um, about the prayer initiative. So let's talk a little bit more specific about um, how how have you structured. The, for people out there that, that may not have a strategic prayer initiative in their church or they want to get involved in one, how, is, yep. how, how has the Lord led you to structure this initiative here at
1: Capstone? Well, we we've centered around a very uh, challenging uh, project, which is early morning prayer, okay? So we literally have intercessory prayer every single morning, every week, six days a week. We're here Monday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., every week, week after week, month after month, year after year. And that goes back over 15 years when, mm-hmm. when Pastor Hyde mm-hmm. and Sister Velma had that. And they raised up some prayers, right? And uh, some of our guys have been with it. We're back, they go like Oscar, they go all the way back to that, right? To the beginning, yeah. the early days of that. And um, so when the pandemic came, they got taken to a retirement home, the, the Will Heights. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we t- we took a little time off, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do about do we meet? Do we not meet? Can we meet as during the worst part of the pandemic? And then we started back exactly two years ago mm-hmm. uh, this month. Uh, and they asked Karen, you and Pastor Parky, asked my wife, Karen, and I to lead that and facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're having our two-year anniversary right now. We're very excited about that. And we have the most faithful church members come every morning. We average typically between six to nine people. There's a pool of, I'd say roughly 15, that are on our core list, you know, mm-hmm. core team of early morning prayers. And uh, so we've been doing that, and that's just good, Pastor Paul. It is. The Lord shows up. Every morning, mm-hmm. we're in the presence of God every morning because mm-hmm. we take him at his word. He says, we're two or more together in my name. And I will be there. So we make him the guest of honor. And it says in Hebrews, he's the intercessor. He, it says he ever lives to intercede for his people. Right. So he's the chief intercessor. We're just like the, the team members, right? <laughs> and we show up and we start praising the Lord and we start praying and we start praying in tongues, you know, whatever, however yeah. the Lord leads. Mm-hmm. And we, sometimes we pray hard. You know, we're bearing down, especially if we get focused on, a particular uh, need or a, a, a demonic something, right? But uh, the Lord led us to, two years ago, to set up themes each day so that we're praying through pretty good, you know, robust prayer. Uh, we cover pretty much everything over the course of a right. week. Mm-hmm. So the uh, theme on Monday is the church, which means capstone, but then also the body of Christ uh, worldwide. Tuesday is missions. And the harvest field of lost souls. Mm. Wednesday is the kingdom, which is sort of like a catch all for everything else out there the nations, the government, you know, issues, social issues. Then on Thursdays, it's the Jews, where we pray very intensely for Israel, for, the, uh, for Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and Jewish people all over the world, especially mm-hmm. those making Aliyah, coming home. Right. We do a lot of praying on that. We've seen some pretty amazing stuff for that. I think that's why the Lord's favorites is the Jews, is whatever, what we can see. I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something and, about being chosen. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, the chosen people. And uh, then on Fridays, we, we call that one uh, Sunday's Coming. Because we feel like Friday is the perfect day to to pray for the yes. coming service on yes. Sunday morning. Because around here, the the Sunday morning service is sort of the peak of our week mm-hmm. here at Capstone. So we mm-hmm. focus a lot on that on Friday and Saturday. We call that uh, intercession and waiting, where uh, we just mostly we spend more time being quiet before the Lord, waiting on the Lord, but also praying for the prayers and the, and the other you know the prayer captains and stuff that we'll talk about. Uh, so we've got that thing, but we have and under every one of those themes we have prayer points. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Lord has given us that the Holy Spirit has just unfolded that to us over the over the last couple of years, and it 's ve- been very very helpful
0: well i I can tell you, Steve, that when when we approached you and Karen about taking over that initiative and and starting that almost you know it took probably a few months, but after a few months, uh, we started to see a change in the church mm-hmm. I mean, we really did uh, the structure just feel began it. to you change. Uh, Get some traction. The, I
1: call it getting traction. The, you
0: know? the atmosphere began to change, and I can tell you right now, uh, we are seeing the move of God, yes. um, like I have not experienced in a very, very long time. Um, almost like the movement in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to be, it's starting to be reminiscent of that. It's starting to catch on a little it's bit. It's starting it, to catch yeah. on. Like catch fire, like fire. Yeah, yeah. So we also have a weekly government prayer meeting on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. too, and that's led by. Katie Schoenhoff. And there she prays for Supreme Court decisions. Uh, We got a big one right now that we're praying for. And just, you know, our our president and our leaders, uh, they all need prayer. I don't care if you like the president or not. He is the authority over this country, and he needs our prayer as well as everyone else in leadership.
1: And that particular one, government, it's a targeted prayer meeting on that Topic. It's a pretty mm-hmm. broad topic, but it's a specific topic, mm-hmm. and she's an able leader. Oh yeah, a plug for Katie. Mm-hmm. But we have a number of able we prayer leaders around here. I mean, the the maturity level of our prayer prayers is just always amazing to me, mm-hmm. and we want to see more of that. But we kind we had some other topics. We had an abortion group. And we had this group and that mm-hmm. group. And they didn't really flourish. And it's kind of started in the middle of the pandemic, too, which was hard. But what we did, we've kind of ratcheted that back a little bit, and we reconfigured because I had a picture of uh, strategic prayer being like an intercontinental ballistic missile that you're firing a long way to do Mm -hmm. a lot of damage Mm -hmm. over in the enemy's camp, so Mm -hmm. to speak, right? And the Lord showed me to have a great big missile, you need a pretty big launch pad the platform underneath that. You're not just firing like a little pop bottle rocket, right? This is a major thing. And so we needed to build up our prayer structure, our Mm -hmm. infrastructure, if you will, spiritually. And so I was in uh, the uh, Sunday morning service uh, last, almost a year ago, last July. And I felt the Lord come to me and say, what is the tithe of a week? And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure, so I had to get my calculator out and you have 24 hours times seven. You know, so it's 168 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. So that would be a tithe of that would be roughly 17 hours. You'd right. round it to 17, right? right? And I thought 17 hours a week. And so I was doing all this math in my head. Well, we're praying six hours in the morning a week, and so we ended up looking at a, we had a deficit of about 10, 11, nine right in there somewhere hours a week that we needed to to gird up if we were mm-hmm. going to be praying for the church a tithe. Right. 17 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the Lord just led us, and we put out a call for people that we call prayer captains. And boy, people just stepped up. I was just so impressed. And we we wanted people who were serious about prayer, who felt called to pray for the church. And because our church needs, if we're going to go on the offensive, if we're going to be mobilized, if we're going to be impactful... If right. we're gonna, yeah, if we, we're, we need if to we're, have some substance. If
0: we're gonna step up to the battle lines and right. not just march in the parade with yeah. our armor, we do not want to get, get our,
1: our um, head shot off. We don't, right? And so exactly. So we want the the church to be sort of protected or covered in prayer before we go to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the mindset that we you. have. And so we've asked people to step up these prayer captains, and they're praying basically themselves. Uh, alone. Right mm-hmm. now, they t- and we ask them to take one hour a week and pray for the church. Now, Katie, she's sort of the model. She has a little team. Mm-hmm. She's a prayer captain, but she's also assembled a team. And we'd like that to sort of develop right. over time That these as these prayer captains uh, mature, uh, that they might build a little team of two or three people. And then once they get some flow and some, some momentum going, we might give them an assignment. Like, mm-hmm. let's go after cold cases in Fort Worth. We found out through that whole Jim Walker thing and his sister, case that there's 970 cold cases just with the Fort Worth Police Department right now that are just stuck. Yeah. You and, know, and, you know I what's think, that'd be a good prayer target because you could see those things change as you pray. Well, we right? actually
0: had gotten an email from someone who had asked for similar prayer. So I think that was, um, I think that is probably a jumping off point here in the future. Yes, um, when that's we when we talk about strategic, targeted strategic. prayer. Yeah.
1: And I also want to just use abortion as, a, as an illustration. I think we ought to know how many abortions were there in t- Tarrant County last mm-hmm. year or mm-hmm. some baseline, right? Yeah, and then we metric. focus on that for a year. We, we fast, we pray, we got a team focused on that. We should see that number reduced mm-hmm. by the, within 12 months. That, mm-hmm. That's what I call being able to measure transformation, right? Exactly. It should be measurable. It's not just some yeah. vague esoteric thing, right? right? It's not some abstract academic exercise. We're going, we're making a difference. Prayer mm-hmm. makes a difference. I does. believe you can measure that. It makes really a think. huge difference. And you and I are systems guys and data yeah, guys. No, we like that no. stuff. Anyways, <laughs> that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Analytics, and yes.
0: metrics, and all of those things. So, and what's interesting too is, is the I guess the the scripture, the motto scripture for our prayer. Here at Capstone, of course, is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Boy, we need that now more yes. than ever. More than ever.
1: And the devil's terrified that we might actually oh, yeah. do that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. He's, so, fight, he's fighting that with everything he's got.
0: So you mentioned something earlier uh, during your prayer meetings about praying in tongues. Yes. Why don't we tackle that subject real quick? Are you sure? I'm sure. Let's You're a very that. brave man. <laughs> uh, you know what?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one, it's probably, I think it's one of the most controversial topics in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much division, so much confusion, bad teaching, bad practice, uh, because I believe it is a threat to the enemy, and he does not want that to, t- to catch mm-hmm. on. There's well, so yeah, many bad. there
0: are there are denominations that forbid it. Yep, that say absolutely not. You're not going to do that in this church, um, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, um, and they need our prayer. Yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about because there is a difference between speaking in tongues. Yes. And, and having your prayer language, and praying in your prayer language.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's just. I'm going to start with the scripture. We always like start with the let's word. Start right? with the word. So I've got, I brought three foundational scriptures with me today. Uh, Mark 16, 17, 18, this is Jesus speaking, and I'm reading from the New King James here, and he says, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. That, that's a whole other topic. That, yeah, it's it a brings, a lot of, <laughs> brings a lot of controversy. <laughs> they will speak with new tongues. Mm. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly, anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Great promise right there we believe promise. in some of those and some of the things we we like to pick and choose, you know some, yeah, some people like a, to pick
0: and choose, yeah, but it's a clear
1: teaching of scripture right mm-hmm. there, clear you know, and we try to keep things simple right if we just take it at face value as long as it's you, yeah. know, you know scripture interpreting scripture right, and I'm no theologian I'm a lay person. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a layman, but I love the word of God mm-hmm. amen? amen and then ephesians six eighteen This is one of my life scriptures. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Same as saying praying in the Holy Ghost. That's right. right? Mm -hmm. Praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, those are all synonyms, Mm -hmm. interchangeable. And then the book of Jude, verses 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. There are other scriptures, Pastor Paul, on tongues and prayer language, but those are three, and the the Word of God teaches us, let a thing be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So there you have three clear scriptures, crystal clear, about praying in the Spirit, Mm -hmm. praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. So it's not something, and I wanted to just point out, the name of this show is Fringes of the Faith. Mm -hmm. This isn't really a fringe topic. It's It's really really not. not. It's really core. Prayer is core to the life of the church, and praying in the Spirit Mm-hmm. Is core to prayer. You mm-hmm. know, within that, it's, I think it's a key. I think it's fundamental, and I want us to to not treat it as to some aberration. It's some, it's something it's weird. really, really right mm-hmm. in the heart of modern day Christianity, ancient primitive Christianity. I mean, we go right back to the Book of Acts and come all the way mm-hmm. forward. That's
0: right. So let's talk a little bit about the difference uh, between speaking in tongues uh, that we find in the all Book right. of Acts. On the day of Pentecost, and and praying in the Spirit. Now, when you know when the disciples were waiting, basically mm-hmm. um, in Jerusalem for the Helper, mm-hmm. I don't know that they quite understood that yet. No, but they were waiting. And then it says, uh, as they were waiting in the, in the room, because uh, they were they locked themselves away because they were terrified yeah. uh, that they were going to be killed as well, arrested, yeah. um, arrested and tortured and killed. So they were waiting, and then it says that a wind blew. It's like a violent wind wind blew through the room. Right. And then flames that look like tongues Mm -hmm. uh, were hovering above them, and then they began to speak in a different language. Right. And the language that they spoke in, uh, many of them were speaking in different languages that they didn't know. Right. So they had no idea what they were saying.
1: Yeah, and they didn't know until they went outside and people it who spoke found, those languages exactly. heard them speaking in their foreign yeah, language. Yeah, so
0: there was a crowd that was gathering because they saw, they heard the commotion going on, and they're gathering, and they're saying, "How are these men speaking in my, right, my tongue? I mean, in my language, because um, I can understand everything they say." And right. the guy next to him, who spoke a different language, said, "Well, they're speaking in my language too." And, you know, then they, well, they must be drunk, right? That's right. what they said. But they, they had Peter, no,
1: yeah, the natural mind had no explanation. Yeah, the natural
0: right? mind had no explanation. But there so. was,
1: I don't know if you noticed that in that story, there was three different kinds of tongues. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was the tongues of fire, mm-hmm. right? Then their tongues were changed. You know, the, the Holy Spirit came and took over, mm-hmm. started speaking through their tongues, their literal mouth. Right. And then the tongues that are the languages of the other, you know, that would be interpreted languages, right? Right. Right. So we the, the, in English, it was the same word tongues for all of those. Right. And so I can see why people can get a little confused yeah. over some of that. But that was the first day of the outpouring of the Spirit. And tongues was one of the first. It was just another add-on later. It was one of the first things that manifested. So that's it why was. I'm saying it's important. It's very important. It's epic. <laughs> it's a critical. Foundation. You know, yeah. and, uh, but in that situation, that was a public manifestation, not even in a church, but out on the street right mm-hmm. in front of who knows, you know,
0: Jews, Gentiles, Gentiles,
1: foreigners, visitors, Romans, everybody, yeah, everybody. Right. So kind of an unusual situation. So the Holy Spirit d- directed that so that it was the speaking of known languages mm-hmm. to people who needed to hear the message of the gospel, mm-hmm. who maybe Hebrew was not their native language. Maybe if they have just all been coming out, speaking the, the local language, it would have passed over some people. They wouldn't have gotten it.
0: Right.
1: That is a manifestation of speaking in tongues and they got the interpretation by the Holy Spirit because he turned it into their language. Exactly. Okay. That was, you're not going to see a lot of that, <laughs> right? <No. laughs> um, and so when we talk about speaking in tongues with the gift of interpreting of tongues, as it talks about in 1 Corinthians 12, mm-hmm. those, are one of the, those are two of the nine gifts of the right. Spirit, right? That is a corporate expression. Mm-hmm. In a church service, you could be moved upon by the Spirit to give a message in tongues, and there's a lot of teaching on that in there, how to do it, when not to do it, you know, you need an interpreter and all that. Mm -hmm. And then either you or someone else gets the interpretation of that so everybody can hear in English what the message was, okay? That Mm -hmm. may be in a foreign language, typically not. In the New Testament church, it's typically a heavenly language. Mm -hmm. Then then somebody has the gift of interpreting that into English. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the speaking in tongues with the gift of, interpretation tied to it. So I believe that to keep it pretty simple, that's a corporate thing that happens when we gather and your prayer language that you have is a personal thing. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's go
0: ahead and talk about it because I think that's that draws the the, it's a demarcation point of the difference between the corporate function of speaking in tongues um, or speaking your prayer language um, in a corporate setting versus Praying in the Spirit and praying in your personal time.
1: Yes. So. I believe it's in John chapter 4. I'm not sure. I don't have the scripture in front of me. But Jesus says, when, a, when you're born again of the Spirit, up within you will bubble up a fountain of life. Okay, so living water comes in you when you're born again by the
0: Spirit. Right. But then mm-hmm. John
1: 7, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, after Jesus was glorified, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. So you get the life of the Spirit comes up in you mm-hmm. like a little well yeah. for your life. Right for your salvation, for your experience with the Lord, when you're born again. Mm -hmm. You're born again by the Spirit, right? And you have that life of the Spirit comes up. When you get the fullness of the Spirit that we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. which I like to call the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the evidence. There's other evidences too, like love and holiness, right? But that's when that river bursts out of you. You get the fullness of the Spirit and it just comes, and you're supposed to live out of that fullness all the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have a river of living water flowing out of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you have that experience, you have the ability to pray in tongues between you and the Holy Spirit, between you and the Lord. It's your—we call that your personal prayer language, right? Which is not a biblical phrase, but it's what we say in our modern vernacular. It's mm-hmm. your personal it's prayer idiom. language. It's our right. version of an idiot. It doesn't require interpretation. It's not mm-hmm. for anybody else really to hear. Mm-hmm. It's for me... It's grumblings in the Spirit, basically. Yeah, groaning groaning, groaning, groaning in the spirit, in spirit, praying in the Spirit. I say uh, grumbling, I didn't mean grumbling. Yeah, I mean, groaning. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Uh, I got the interpretation. <laughs> um, and so uh, that is what I have found. I've done a lot of study on this. Um, that's the one time you don't need the Holy Spirit to move on you to initiate that. Right. Give it a prophecy, speak in tongues of the congregation, you know, all that public corporate stuff. You want the Holy Spirit to initiate that. You, mm-hmm. don't, you, you want the, uh, an unction in a sense. That's, that's the clearest leading. You get an right. unction to do this, to operate in this gift, whether it's a prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom.
0: Healing, any of that.
1: Any yeah. of that, right. But the um, prayer language I have found, you can initiate that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And people go, how's that work? <laughs> right? So I'm going to break it down for you. All right? You can initiate that, and you can start praying in tongues by faith, Under your breath, quietly, between you and the Lord when you need to intercede for something, when you Mm -hmm. need a touch from the Lord, when you're trying to just have some devotional time, Mm -hmm. when you've got uh, a crisis, you know, whatever. Um, And if you'll do that by faith, praying in tongues, to me, becomes praying in the Holy Ghost when you mix it with faith. You have to believe. Mm -hmm. If you'll believe that you have the Holy Spirit and that He's working in you, and that if you start he will take a hold and go mm-hmm. and mix that with faith that 's when you 're really praying in the spirit that 's right you know I think that 's hopefully simple enough for people if you 'll do it by faith if your first thought is well i 'm just flapping my lips on well, this isn 't doing me any good. this is I feel silly you you 've lost you 're not in a position to be used by the Holy Spirit if right. you start analyzing it, that's trying right. to put your natural thinking on it, but you have to have some faith and, and he 's treating yeah. you. As a son or a child, he loves mm-hmm. you. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He wants this. He's not playing games with you. He's not trying to uh, make you feel like a uh, a nut. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is this is Bible. It's Christian life. It's normal. It's praying. We need in to normalize the Spirit. this life like, in the Spirit. this. Just like you referenced in your
0: yeah in your three foundational scriptures. Right. This praying is core. The this is core stuff.
1: It is. Uh, and you keep yourself in the Holy Ghost. You want to know why you leak? Why you're spiritual one day and down the next and on this, you're on this roller coaster mm-hmm. because you are not keeping yourself in the Holy Ghost. You that's can right. stay in the Spirit. You can live a life in the Spirit. It's not going to ever yeah. be perfect, but you can get off that roller coaster, and the, le- the Lord will level your—you'll have some ups and downs, but they'll be more like this rather than like
0: this. That, and that's good, Steve, because you bring up a point that, that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you do, and I know Pastor Parky does, is that I don't hear from God. I, I, I'm not hearing from God. How come all these people—how come you, and how come— uh, other people around me are always hearing a word from god but i 'm just not hearing anything i 'm dry, and I think that 's part of the key is having the faith and then mixing the faith with obedience yeah. and stepping out in faith and right. taking that action. you know what I mean and yeah. we have a part in this we 're not just casual we don 't just we 're not couch Christians we right. have to get up and we have right. to start stepping into our faith and I think that 's when uh you know, you talk about the having having the living water flowing up yeah. and out of you, and That's staying when, sensitive. It's, right. It keeps you sensitive, it, it, right? So yeah.
1: here's my favorite illustration: If you took some rubbing alcohol and poured it on your arm, it would just run off like water. But if you took a serrated steak knife, the little rough edges, and you lightly scraped it across your arm and made a little bit raw, and then you poured the rubbing alcohol on there, oh my goodness, it would burn like anything. You're gonna know it, yeah. You're not cutting yourself, but just just a little mm-hmm. bit of that scraping will make your skin raw. That's called being rawed up, mm-hmm. right? You're sensitized. You're mm-hmm. very sensitized. And I believe there's three aspects for everyday Christians to stay rawed up, to stay sensitive. You've got to have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. You've got to be Am in the I? Word. Yes. And you have to share your faith. You, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're an introvert, extrovert, whoever. You need to have a testimony That's... of sharing your faith on a regular basis. And we're not really been taught that, that I've seen in the contemporary church. Yeah. It's not just prayer and reading, reading the Word. It's that third one that's sharing your faith. you got to have all—if you, if you consistently have that going on in your life, you're going to be sensitive yeah. to the Spirit. You're going to be hearing from the Lord. You're going to be used of God. That's I'm good, preaching to, I'm preaching really good right now.
0: You are. You are. I'm um, <laughs> about to just move this. I'm going to get up and go, you know, take a break, and you can just keep on. Um, but you bring up a very, very good point, and that is that, you you know, it's not just a, a should. It is a commandment. That's right. To— you go and the great commission
1: so i'm going to ask you yeah. a rhetorical question Uh-oh. that you don't have to answer okay, okay. did jesus pray in tongues have a prayer language don't answer that well. that's a whole yeah <laughs> but there, i think there's some basis okay because he was full of the holy spirit amen he had the spirit without measure he had more of the spirit than right. we do right mm-hmm. so there's no biblical basis for that but i think we can uh
0: we take that down the rabbit trail. We don't uh, want to go down that rabbit trail no, today. No, we don't.
1: But the the point of that is there's so much of the Holy Spirit that people are willing to live without. Isn't that you know, amazing? We live so far below what Jesus provided for us. It's there. He, he called it the promise of the Father. It's the fullness of the Spirit. How many people do you know are living in the fullness of the Spirit every day? Mm-hmm. I try. I know. I, know <laughs> I, try. I, can, I can tell you. I try. <laughs> <How> <laughs> but it's a challenge. Ask, you know?
0: How many people ask me, how do I hear from God? Yeah. I know that. That's right. a lot of people that are right. asking, how do I hear from and
1: God? I just want to address that real quickly. Uh, if you're struggling to hear from the Lord, John 10 says, my, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, right. the voice of another they will not follow. You have a promise from God that you can hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And you have to stand on that. You have to say, no, I believe God's word says I can hear from the Lord. I'm going to hear. And you, that's that, you're taking that step of faith. You've got to believe God's word if you're struggling. Mm-hmm. But he will help you. He's not going to leave you uh, uh, as an orphan. right? He's not going to just toss right. tra- you out there and say, well, I hope you figure it out. And so one of the things I pray for people and pray for myself, Lord, take the stuffing out of my ears, the scale off my eyes, and the hardness off my heart. Mm-hmm. Because life just tends to make us callous. Right or are hard of hearing or blind, right to the things of the spirit. It's a it's a constant battle. We have got to stay in the spirit, and we got to stay sensitive to the Lord. We got to be able to see and hear and feel, right? Exactly,
0: Amen. Amen. Very good. And then we also know that the you know the number one way that God speaks to His children is through His Word, Amen. And so if you're struggling with not hearing from God, let me ask you: Are you reading His Word? Uh, that's the starting. With that's... a
1: listening ear. Not just reading it like, well, this is a no, book. No, no, no. With but, a listening Lord, I word. need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is a living word, Pastor Paul. It's alive. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you, if you have faith, you can open that Bible to any page in that Bible. And if he's got a word that he needs to get to you, you'll get it. Yeah. It's a living word. He can get Absolutely. to you what you need to hear. He's powerful enough to get you what you need to hear. And you have to believe that, but that's the truth.
0: So um let's talk a little bit uh, about something that you mentioned earlier about corporate praying mm-hmm. in tongues. Um if if you're out there and, and maybe you're kind of new to um I don't want to call it well I mean kind of new to the evangelical or charismatic uh yeah. kind of, you know, fullness of the spirit, fullness of the spirit movement. And you've seen this or you haven't seen it yet, but what, what can they expect if they, when you say corporate speaking in tongues with an interpretation, what do you mean exactly?
1: Well, we live in 2022, okay? Mm-hmm. And the actual manifestation of that has become a lot more rare mm-hmm. than I think the Lord ever intended it to be. Mm-hmm. It's It shouldn't be some freak aberration or odd thing. It should actually be a normal part of mm-hmm. our corporate life as a church, but it's not right now, no. okay? And I will say on Pentecost Sunday, uh, a couple of Sundays ago, we had two messages in tongues and interpretations and nine prophetic words. I've, in my 41 years, I've never seen that. That was pretty exceptional, right? I wish it would be more normal, yeah. right? Amen. So we're going to start declaring that, mm-hmm. starting to believe in for that. But if you come into a service and you're new, right, and you maybe have not received the fullness of the Spirit, maybe right. you don't know, maybe nobody said to you, let me pray for you to receive the fullness of the Spirit. You might be a believer, you might love Jesus, but you've never had that fullness prayer over you Mm -hmm. and and with the potential of having your prayer language, Mm -hmm. right? So you're new, you're looking around like, I'm not sure what what to expect here. Um, When Typically in worship, when there's been really anointed worship, people get caught up in the presence Mm -hmm. of God and the Holy Spirit begins to move on the body corporately. And you'll see prophecies, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healings, miracles, all those nine gifts are supposed to be start operating Mm -hmm. across the body. And... Uh, you will hear somebody speak out in some <laughs> right. language that you're like, well, what are they saying? Is that English? And it's probably not right. It's, right. it's a, it's a heavenly language. Mm-hmm. And our pastor is real good about saying, Does, now, okay, let's just wait on the Lord. Does anybody have the interpretation? Right. Mm-hmm. And he might get it or somebody else might get it, or the person who gave it might get the interpretation. They might follow that message in tongues with the interpretation themselves. All mm-hmm. of those are valid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the, the, the interpretation comes in English and everybody knows what that was what was said
0: right and you know um it's going to be the interpretation is going to be something that edifies the body of yeah. Christ it's not going to be a condemning message
1: doom and gloom. it's not a doom it's, and gloom no thing. it's
0: not doom and gloom if, if you are all about the sinners, yeah, yeah if you that's experience not, that that's, not, that's, not, mm, that's,
1: that's typically that's, a false yeah. False that's... Uh, uh, move, uh, false spirit mm-hmm. or a false prophet.
0: Or, yeah, a false prophet um, more than anything. So. Right, because
1: the, the New Testament is real clear that it's supposed to be for edification and right. for the building up of the body. Paul right. goes over that and over that.
0: He does. And so uh, that's good. I'm glad that, that you brought that up. Now then, um, let's traverse into, I guess, a little bit more of the fullness of the spirit when it comes to healing. Okay. Because uh, we have seen that. Right. Uh, we've seen an uptick in that in, in capstone here. And I just that's a
1: pretty big topic, Pastor it, Paul. It's a
0: huge topic. And Pastor Parker and I've talked about this topic. Um, it's it's on a previous episode. But I think you I think you can't really talk about the move of the spirit and operating in the gifts and, and we we talk about tongues, we talk about uh the prayer language. But when that spirit is moving like it has been very strongly here, mm-hmm you start to see the other manifestations of the spirit such right. as healing
1: well it's, there's healing. a gift of healing yes right it's one Absolutely. of the nine That's gifts one right of nine gifts. so that is when the holy spirit's moving and somebody could just be healed in their right. body they may not have told anybody exactly. about it. they may nobody's laid hands on them mm-hmm. in the presence of god god could just reach out mm-hmm. but also i think it can mean the gift of healing comes on somebody. i believe on somebody excuse me i believe my wife karen carries a high gift of healing. Mm-hmm. When she prays for people, man, they get healed. Mm-hmm. They do. And yeah. so in a, in a corporate setting like that, the the faith to, to, to go and pray for somebody, the gift of healing might come on and they go and pray and that person gets healed. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. could be either one, I Absolutely. think. I think that's how that gift operates.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's funny too that um, so many people associate the move of the Spirit um, as something that is like extraordinary, or something that is mystical or you know weird, basically, but like you said it, it's that is
1: acts That's we've got to normalize it. we've got to change our church culture yeah. to where we normalize the movement it's of that Spirit.
0: western i think it's that western culture overall it's well we've western got, individualistic. we we
1: typically be individualistic and uh, intellectual we mm-hmm, want to intellectualize intellectual. everything and i'm telling you i'm going to probably make some people mad, but if you speak against the Holy Spirit in your doctrine, you say, well, that's not for today, and there's no healing, guess what? He's not going to show up, and you're not going to have healing. You're going to get exactly what you're believing for, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, it hurts my heart. Yeah. It hurts my heart because we have to... You, if you want to see healing in your church, you've got to talk about healing. You've mm-hmm. got to declare healing. You've got to teach on healing. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want people to be saved in your church, you've got to teach on, on salvation. You've got to preach on salvation. You've got to mm-hmm. talk about it. right? Yeah, if you want and, people to
0: be free of, their, free of their bondage of sin,
1: you've got to talk about right. sin. And if you want to see miracles mm-hmm. in your church, gift of, the working of miracles is one of the gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got to talk about miracles. You have to create an atmosphere. Those things are not going to happen in an empty, unspirit-filled environment. When the fullness of the Spirit comes, that's when you're going to see these things. You have to create that atmosphere by your teaching, by your faith, by, by your, your faith, words. By your if you're speaking against it, you're sure not going to see it.
0: No, that's right. Or if you're not speaking at all.
1: Right. Uh, or
0: trying to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, because a quiet church.
1: Oh, it's a dead church. a dead church. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I don't think we can say that enough, Pastor Paul. I, you I know, know, people just have a tendency to want to sit back, be ministered to, consumers. Little, yeah. You know, be, you know, and, a very wise man once said there's two kinds of people in church, producers or consumers. Mm-hmm. You're either producing spiritual resources or you're consuming spiritual resources. I don't, and I've purposed for the last three decades to be somebody who's producing spiritual resources. I want to show up to a church, and I don't always make it. I don't always get it. But I want to show up, if, if all possible, by the grace of God, filled up, prayed up, mm-hmm. ready to ready minister. To I'm not trying to drag in the door on Sunday morning. I get it that some people have to do that. You need a fresh touch from God. You've given it all during the week, and you just need to, you need to come in and get ministered to, that's fine, I'm not against that. But the better way to live is in the fullness of the Spirit, and you show up, and you're ready to see some people healed, you're ready to see some miracles, and you're ready to be used of you. Yeah. You know? I mean, used <laughs> of God, you to be used of God, you have right? You show
0: up with expectation.
1: Right. Pastor Parkey has said many times, uh, if you're not willing to be the answer to your own prayer, don't pray it, right? You've got to be willing to be the person that God uses to to mm-hmm. pray for that sick person, or to mm-hmm. pray for that hurting person. Mm-hmm. Or, to pray for that dead person. Mm-hmm. How else do people get raised from the dead unless somebody who's a believer goes and prays for a dead person? Mm-hmm. I don't know many people doing that today. I really don't, but it's coming. Yeah. I'm telling you in Jesus' name, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Because normal Christianity that Jesus talked about was he said, heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the, the lepers, cast, uh, and raise the dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I missed one. I missed one there. Anyway, that's normal Christianity. We're supposed to be living in that. Mm-hmm. That's Book of Acts. Signs, wonders, miracles, and diverse workings of the Holy Ghost is in the Book of Acts. I'm declaring that at Capstone all the time.
0: You know, it, it amazes me too that uh, I'm, I'm a big golf fan, and you know, I watched uh, the Canadian, uh, the Canadian Open, and I mean, the Canadians, they're golf fans, or like they're like soccer fans. Wow! I mean, they're just loud, and they're, um, you know, I'm not going to say obnoxious. Some of them are, but they're just <laughs> loud, and they're like cheering on these golfers. And, uh, and I start to think to myself, what if our church was like that? Yeah, come on. What if we were cheering on the Holy Spirit? What if we were loud? What if we, what if we threw off all of these, these uh, shackles right. of fear and, and start operating the way that I think that heaven operates? Do you think that everybody's silent in heaven? No, it it's, a a voice. Voice. Yeah, it's a noisy It's voice of noisy.
1: many waters, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loud roarings and so, things So
0: I'm looking forward to the day well, when... Well, you
1: know, First Corinthians 3, I think. First, I, I may be misquoting that. But anyway, it talks about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Yes. Okay. Mm. What's the, so when the Holy Spirit shows up, people are supposed to be, get set, be getting set free, mm-hmm. become free, and stay free. Mm-hmm. That's what Christian life is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be yeah. so excited that we're now free. We were bound... And we now we're free. People should be getting excited about that every Sunday. They should. You're still free. Guess what? You're still free. Yes. Right? Right. And, I, and I'll tell you a little secret I learned. There's a Holy Ghost number line that you need to understand. You know, a number line member in, mm-hmm. in math class, you're learning, you know, there's minus one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, and then yeah. plus, right? Mm-hmm. If you turn it like this, plus all the way up to plus 100 and minus 100. When you're lost, you're down around minus 20, minus 30, minus 40. Life's terrible. Life's terrible, and when you get saved, you get a clean slate, right? You're mm-hmm. up to zero, and then you start like you get up to about plus ten, plus fifteen. You're like, man, this is great. You get so excited because you're many points from where you you're up fifty right. points from yeah. that negative, but you're still really not very far along. Mm-hmm. You're like at plus fifteen, which is great, but there's there's another eighty five points on the scale to get all the way up to what Jesus, the fullness of what Jesus has for mm-hmm. you, right? And people settle for plus fifteen. Yeah. It's a mistake. And we need to encourage people. There's more. There's more. Jesus is calling you. He's got more for you. No area in your life do you need to be bound. Keep pressing. Keep coming. It's
0: mm-hmm. a good word. Yep. Very I could
1: preach on that for a while, too. So well, I'll, I'll try to t- tone it down here a little bit.
0: So. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, I look forward to the day when we can. Um, well, let me just say from a pastor, from a, from a, a person that is, is giving a message or is, is preaching a sermon, from that perspective, you know, um, when the congregation gets fired up, yep. you feel the spirit. You feel the spirit, and, and it just it just increases the spirit within you as well. Mm-hmm. And if you want some powerful, if you want powerful preaching, yep. um, we've got to interact with one another on that spiritual right. level. We've got to be able to, like I said, throw off the shackles of fear, and you know, allow the spirit to come in and just jumble you up to the point where you got to jump up and down.
1: Well, I was raised pretty well in the Lord. I had a lot of good pastors and teachers over the years, and I learned you come to church expecting. Exactly. And you come with an anointing on your life to hear just like the preacher's been praying for anointing to, pre- to preach. You need to be, you don't just come in passive and like, well, I don't know what we're doing today. I show up, this is my literal attitude. I show up, I have a notebook and a pen and a Bible, and I'm on the edge of my seat like this. I'm oh, ready. I'm yeah, ready. Right? You see mm-hmm. me, right? And I'm amen. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling on that anointing of that speaker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I might be... One of the only ones. <laughs> but that's okay. We, we're trying to stir some stuff up, right? Yeah. And we, we it's our heart attitude. Mm-hmm. It really is. Are you going to come in, sit at the back with your arms crossed, uh, like passive and kind of skeptical? I promise you, you're not going to receive much.
0: Well, you get it's out your of it attitude.
1: you into it. Yes, that's right. What are you going to invest? Mm-hmm. Don't complain if you haven't invested in anything. Yeah. If you, and and my, the Lord told me one time, never criticize anything that you haven't prayed for. hmm I'm like, oh, <laughs> you yeah, know. So, don't say way. anything about Wednesday night service or whatever. One. If you didn't spend any time praying for that service, yeah. you know, you there have you a go. you have a part in that. Every you believer, a every party. believer is 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 a representative of the kingdom and has access to the throne.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, we have some resources for you. Yes. Uh, for you know, praying. And yes. You want We're to go about ahead, it real quick? Yes. Okay.
1: So, I have three books that I have been greatly influenced by. Uh, I'm going to just talk you through this. I'm going to hold them up just so yeah. you can see them. Um, the the first one, and I kind of call them like the bachelor's, master's and doctorate of prayer, OK, because they move from everyday type uh writing style to very academic, mm-hmm. OK? So the first one is called Spiritual Power for Everyday Living by Billy Long. And he, was used to, he used to be my pastor about 35 years ago when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's a great man of God, still alive today. He wrote a real good book about the fullness of the Spirit, how tongues work, how prophecy works. He breaks down every one of the gifts. Very readable, not a real academic book, easy to read. So that book is available on Amazon, as you can see from my little printout. So Spiritual Power for Everyday Living by Pastor Billy Long. Highly recommend that book. And I'm not getting any commissions off any of this, you know. So, and then the, I've stumbled recently on a new book by Rick Renner. Came out in 2020, "A Life Ablaze: Ten Simple Keys for Living on Fire for God." And Rick Renner is a great Greek scholar as well as a pastor. And he really kind of gets into the Greek mm-hmm. of taking you through the gifts of the Spirit, prayer, the Word, all that stuff. Uh, highly recommend this book. I've shared this with a couple friends. That really have been blessed. I'm actually I'm reading it so slow Uh, because I'm using it as my devotional. I'm only about halfway through. But It's a fantastic book. And then uh, a pastor that I used to, uh, was highly influenced by when I was a young Christian, uh, Dr. Richard Hogue, uh, used to have Metro Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, He went back, as a senior pastor, he went back to school and got his doctorate in theology from Harvard University. Mm. And he did his doctoral thesis on tongues. Wow. And he wrote a book called Tongues. And the subtitle of it is A Theological History of Christian Glossolalia, which is the Latin word for right. speaking in tongues mm-hmm. is glossolalia. But a lot of people might not know that. So that's a book you could also get on Amazon, Tongues by Dr. Richard Hogue. And that's H-O-G-U-E for those of you who might try to jot that down. So mm-hmm. that's a, I haven't read that book because I already believe in tongues. I don't need somebody to go back into all the, the right. academic mm-hmm. detail, but he's got it all. And yeah. I, was, I was around him when he was writing that book. It's a very powerful book, and he uh, really, for those who are trying to maybe understand, maybe have a little more intellectual approach. Good right. resource. And then,
0: then we already talked about Why Pray yeah. from uh, Pastor Bob or Dr. Will Height yeah. You can get that on Amazon, but he has another book called, God Does Nothing But Answer but in answer to prayer. It's another mm-hmm. book of Pastor Bob's. And so there, you know, we've given you some resources on prayer if you have any more questions about that. And always, always, always feel free to email us at info at capstone.church if you have any questions. And, uh, you know, uh, if you have any questions about speaking in tongues, prayer language, praying the Spirit, healing, any of the gifts of the Spirit... Um, if you have questions on cessationism, which is there is there are some denominations out there that don't believe that the s- gift things of the spirit yeah, they, they, are in operation ceased, or, you know. today, that they cease to operate at the death of the last apostle, um, that's not biblical. And if you have any
1: questions about that, feel free to email us and ask us. Well, how uh, we do it on time? Do I have time to pray for everybody? Yes, you do. All right, you always have time to pray. Everybody. So I'm going to pray for people who this might be a little bit new for, mm-hmm. and who may be. S- um, curious yeah. Or uh, gotcha. hungry. Yeah. And uh, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to pray for you. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to reach out my hand, and I want you to reach out your faith right now. If you're hungry for more of the Holy Spirit, we come. And Father God, I just pray for an anointing to come on me, and it'll go right through the camera, right through the recording, right to the archive version, uh, Lord, and there'll be anointing yes. to come and break the yoke of ignorance or deception or hurt or anything that might be keeping somebody, bad teaching might be keeping somebody from receiving the fullness of Spirit. There's people Amen. out there who say, I've prayed and prayed and nothing's happened. Amen. And I say, that's got to stop right now. Just believe, reach out in faith, don't give up, and re- realize you may have been very poorly taught up to this point. You're overcoming a lot of... Uh, mental barriers, but I say those are broken right now in Jesus' name, and you can receive in simple childlike faith what your heavenly Father has for you, the fullness of the Spirit. Just receive the Holy Spirit right now, and just begin to pray and praise, and don't be surprised if tongues starts coming out. I release that into you. I pray you be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire according to the Word of the Lord in Jesus' name. name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, Well, God bless you guys, and remember to stay alert. Stay in the word and be not deceived. We love you. Bye-bye.